Welcome to Outlaw Sports Entertainment. This is the Outlaw Michael Tomsick bringing you live. We're talking about WrestleMania 37 today. I have my special co-host here, Lonnie Willis, also known as Whispering Eagle. Lonnie, how you doing today? We're good. How y'all doing today? All right. Well, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 37, Lonnie, and uh, we're going to start off with the Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley match. Bobby Lashley right now is the champion. And this match is going to happen on night one. So this match will happen on Saturday, April 10th. And Lonnie, what's your take on this match and, and so far what's gone down between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley? I think it's going to take uh, whoever's hungrier for it. Uh, Bobby Lashley, he's pretty hungry for the title because he, he's been overlooked so, for so many years of being... A champion, you know, uh, when he was first in WWE, he never was champion. He came close several times, but they just never made him a champion. And whenever he went to uh, uh, another wrestling organization, he wasn't really, uh, he didn't become champion there either. So uh, he's been looking for this championship for a long time, and he's going to fight to keep it. But uh, I, I, I think Drew McIntyre, I've seen side of him that I haven't seen in a long time and and that's that's he's vicious right now for his title because he keeps getting you know, they keep trying to keep kick the crap out of him every time he he goes to uh, 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 goes out to the ring you know the yeah lately because uh, Bobby Lashley's been sending people after him this last match on Monday Night Raw Drew McIntyre went up against King Corbin ended up coming out the winner on top of that this is kind of how I see the match going, though, Lonnie. I kind of see it like this. So on my odds page, if you guys want to look up www.mtomsick.com, I have a WrestleMania 37 blog that I've made up odds on. And uh, for you guys that don't know my history, I did a lot of time in sports books. I had my own gambling company for a long time. So this is only for fun and entertainment. When you go to my page, can't legally wager on uh wrestling in the United States, but I think it's just kind of fun to do. So on my blog page, I have Drew as plus $1.85 and Bobby Lashley as minus $3.25. And I'm going to tell you what my thinking on this is. Even though I think, like you said, Drew, Drew McIntyre is really hungry for this and he's looking really good. I think this is going to be a knockout, drag out fight. Both, like you said, both him and Bobby Lashley have taken a long time to get there. It was 16 years for Drew McIntyre. 17 years for Bobby Lashley, but I think Bobby Lashley right now is just the person to beat. Bobby Lashley really wanted the match with Brock Lesnar, but that didn't happen. And I really believe that Bobby Lashley probably will retain the title. But I say this because of a couple reasons, and you can kind of give me some feedback on this. Drew McIntyre, to me, really only has one finishing move. That's the Claiborne kick. Bobby Lashley has three or four finishing moves. He can get you at the hurt lock. He can get you at the spear. And then he can get you at the power bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I just, right now, I think Bobby Lashley just has more offensive weapons to get Drew McIntyre pinned. Yeah. And I don't. And he uh, also has guys. I I think the the. Splitting of the hurt business is a is a ploy or uh, is is fake that so that 
uh, they would shelter Benjamin and watch his name and the uh, other dude come out there and maybe fight, uh, you know, help Bobby Lashley or I don't know. Bobby Lashley took on the other guy uh, the other day. Uh, I'm not sure what his name was. Uh, Something or Cedric Alexander. Yeah, Cedric. He took on Cedric the other day. I don't know, and they beat him. But. Well, you never know. You bring up a really good valid point, Lonnie, and I like your thinking. I really do. So let's let's explore this possibility. So in a championship match, the only way I mean it's always a champion's advantage. So if you get counted out, disqualified, or if there's interference and the referee throws it as a disqualification match, Bobby Lashley would retain the title. So you're absolutely right. I mean, we've seen this in the past in WWE where fractions have pretended yeah. to break up. They've pretended to go their separate ways. They, I mean, go to quite extreme lengths. And then in the end, it was all a ploy. And you could be absolutely right. We could see Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander out there maybe trying to help Bobby Lashley. But let's go on the other hand. Let's say it's all true, and they come out there and interfere and attack Bobby Lashley during the match yeah. and still cause a disqualification. Yeah. But one of the stipulations that still stands, because uh, in a match like about two weeks ago, Drew won a handicap match with uh, both Cedric and Benjamin. And so the stipulation that he got for winning that match was they were banned from ringside. So... Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. They were banned as ringside as the Hurt Business, though. Oh. I don't know if them breaking up with the Hurt Business goes around them from being banned from ringside. Yeah. You know, they could still actually interfere in the match. You, you, you know, I, I really, that's a really interesting uh, possibility there. You remember the Four Horsemen, how, <laughs> how Ric Flair always had the Four Horsemen come out. Right at his, right as he's getting ready to lose the title, and they come out and start beating the crap out of people. Yeah, I that it's a very high possibility. You have you're absolutely right on that. I 100 percent agree with you. That could could happen. I used to I used to love the fours, the way they played. You know, dirty. That, that was my favorite uh, faction of all time with the fours. Yeah, MVP could very well be setting things up. I mean, you just never know in the WWE. Yeah. It could be one of the ultimate surprises. One thing I will say, Lonnie, is right now, the card on WrestleMania, to me, is very light. Um, as of right now, there are only 14 slated matches with a poss well, possibility of being 15 uh, if they add, after SmackDown this week, if they add the uh, SmackDown champ Tag Team Championship for the men in there. So that would be 15 matches total. Now, the, the card starts on Saturday at 5 o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock, I believe, for pre-show so they usually have one match on the pre-show so that would still leave seven matches for Saturday night and seven matches for Sunday night and to me uh, I just think the cards really light uh, I've, I've seen some like speculation and talk about uh, not as many star powered and the funny thing is Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are supposed to be hosting it. And you know what? I've been watching Monday Night Raw. I've been watching SmackDown. I haven't seen either one of those guys, have you? No, I haven't seen either one of them. So what the heck are they doing? Well, Hulk Hogan last night was inducted into the Hall of Fame again with the NWO. And uh, because they had an X-Pac. And I seen a picture on, uh, on 
Uh, I'll say the Xbox Diesel, yeah. uh, Razor Ramon, and, and probably uh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. That was it. That was all. Yeah, because that was pretty much the original NWO. NWO yeah. yeah. And so they were inducted again, and Hulk Hogan was inducted again with the end of. Well, it can know. be really interesting with Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil being the host, but, you know, like I said, I just haven't heard, like, you know. Last year at WrestleMania, I think it was the New Day that was the host or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, at least you saw them, like, on promos and stuff like that. I have not seen one promo with Hulk Hogan. I have not seen one promo with Tyus O'Neill. I have not seen any, like, like really there's no, how can I put this? There's no fanfare for Wrestle 30, WrestleMania 37. Exactly. I, I, I feel the same way you do right there. I feel that this was an accident. It, it feels like it was an accident. It doesn't feel like. Hey, let's put on a an event. Yeah, the event. Let's put on this event uh, for uh, WrestleMania. And uh, wait a minute, it's still COVID. We we can't, you know. Hey, let's let's just open it up to people, just a few people, you know, or whatever. And they, I think they just started throwing crap together, and. Now they've, when it comes down to it, uh, they they have, they have so it all little bit, so bit, little bit of time to build build it up. Back in the day, when I was growing up watching WWE, you sit there and you see Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant building up to it, like uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper had the Piper's Pit, and Andre the Giant, uh, Hulk Hogan was on Piper's Pit. Andre the Giant walks out to him, grabs him by his shirt, and rips his shirt off. And when he did that, he ripped the crucifix off his neck. That there sent Hulk Hogan into a rage because that was, uh, you know, as Hulk Hogan's mom gave him that crucifix or something like that. Well, anyway, back then they built up, and they had number one contender matches. I think they ought to go back to number one contender matches instead of having 15 guys at one time won the championship. They need to go back to the number one contendership because what it does, it builds up. Yeah, we're talking about storylines. 35 to $40 or even, I think, 50, 60 bucks now to watch the WrestleMania. Yeah, you're then, talking I about this. to pay that much money to watch it. You yeah, know? you're talking about the storylines for sure. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you. I don't think WWE. I mean, I'm not just talking about WrestleMania here. And all, all in all, I will say, I don't think WWE storylines are very good right now. Um, I'm a big WWE fan, so don't get me wrong. But I've noticed over the years, and just watching and blogging and, and podcasting. Well, I haven't done a podcast. Just let you guys know. This is the first podcast from OSE in three years. So you guys, thank you, Lonnie, for being a, a co-host with me today. Um but WrestleMania, like, is always built up. They built up the storylines. They built to the things. Now, there are a few matches with a few storylines built in. I do want to get back to the matches here and talk about them because I want to make sure we get all the matches in. But you're absolutely right, Lonnie. Like, back in the old day when you're talking about Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Rowdy Piper, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, even Cactus Jack, Mankind, whatever you want to call him, Dude Love, you know, um, the storylines were built up to the matches. Yeah. And I agree with you. This WrestleMania really looks like it was tossed together. Now, they now it was announced in the news because what happened 
because they were at uh, James, I forgot the name of the stadium, James Stadium or something like that, <coughs> is where they're at right now, where they've been doing the Thunderdome for uh, NXT, for SmackDown, and for Ross. They've been bubbling it all right there. But they're being kicked out of that, and they had to move stadiums, so they had to readjust the whole WrestleMania to the new stadium. And I think after WrestleMania, the shows are probably going to be from there. Now, I don't know after WrestleMania if they're going to allow people to start coming in as fans again. Um, but it was slated that there are they did sell tickets to WrestleMania, and supposedly there are going to be live fans. I do believe, you're right, though, I believe COVID-19 did affect a lot of what WWE did with WrestleMania and how they're putting it together. And like I said, just in my own opinion, it's very light on the card. But Lonnie, let's get back to talking some matches. Let's go to, I think this is an interesting one to talk about. And I really put some odds on this. So AJ Styles with Amosis and the New Day, which is Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston right now are the champions or the tag teams. I have put Styles and Amosis. Have you seen Amosis? That guy's huge. <laughs> anyway, I put them as a minus $5 and Woods and Xavier plus $8.25. What I'm basically saying is that AJ and Amosis are walking away with the titles. I ain't walking away from that. I will I go with this all day long because there ain't no way, I'm sorry, that Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are beating, they might be able to beat AJ Styles, yeah. but they ain't beating almost. But they flew over the top ring rope and the guy caught him in dead air. Who does that? I know. <laughs> this guy is huge. I, mean, I don't even really know how big he is. I think he's like around seven. Oh, seven around seven, I'd yeah, say, because I mean, he's bigger than uh, 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 Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman's like 6'9 or something. Yeah, like so it's really interesting. I would like to talk about Moses because I'm wondering where this is going with the Moses. Came in as AJ's bodyguard. Now he's tag teaming with AJ. I don't quite know the relationship between AJ and him um, and Amosis. I think it's kind of an interesting combination. Um, I mean, AJ, not a very big guy. Yeah. You know, very talented. Uh, I'm not I'm, for sure. AJ could win a title at any time. He's a great wrestler. Right. But him. Teaming up with Amosis to go after the tag team. I, I just don't see it. If Amosis is standing in the ring, I'm sorry. AJ and Amosis are winning. Oh, flat yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Before Osmosis or whatever his name is. It's Osmosis. Osmosis. Before him, they had Abyss. Abyss is... Uh, uh, Double, you know, he had he, whenever uh, Abyss was wrestling in an uh, in impact, he had uh, he had a you know a dual role. He right. played himself as Abyss, and then he played himself as his brother Chris. You know, so uh, he he came in as Chris with AJ one night, and a week, and a week later, then they had that big giant Amosis. Uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I I, I would like. I, I'd be real honest with you. I like to say Amosis go after the WWE Championship. That would be and the Universal Championship. That's what I would that like would to see. Awesome. I would like to see him and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that I that would like would to be see. A match. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so um, any thought on 
that prediction from your side, who who do you think will win? I think AJ and his his protege Omosis will win. Yeah. All right, so let's let's kind of move on to another match. Now this match has changed. I didn't. Uh, it was originally Bad Bunny versus The Miz. This has been kind of an interesting thing going on with Bad Bunny and Miz. Now it has turned into a tag team with Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, Miz, and John Morrison. Um, I am favoring Miz and John Morrison by $1.85 and Bad Bunny and Priest at plus $2.25. The only reason is, is I think the lack of experience from... Bad Bunny, yeah. um, and just that he's not a wrestler. Um, he's going into the thing, and I think Damian Priest is going to end up holding up that part of the tag team. Yeah. Um, I, I do Damian, think on any given day, Damian Priest could probably tag Miz, or pin Miz or John Morrison. Yeah, by himself, yeah. By himself, but I think, I think Miz and John Morrison probably will walk away with the win there. Yeah. I I feel that way too, but they also probably wouldn't want to put over uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Damian Priest. But I think they're wanting to put over Damian Priest because they because uh, he just came out of NXT and you know I never really heard anything of him until that day. But I don't, I don't watch that much NXT. I don't. I didn't really know much about him either. I know he has a lot of match. I don't believe. I I could be wrong on this. I don't think he's lost a match yet. Oh, yeah. um, so, um, young, great superstar, great wrestler. Like I said, um, I, I could be shocked. Maybe him and Bad Bunny will pull it out. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. I see Miz and John Morrison kind of walking away with it. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, anything is possible in the WWE. Well, Who knows what happens? The one person that don't ever get in the ring hardly anymore at all is John Morrison. Yeah, he was injured, so that was. Yeah, I think that was also yeah. part. Um, originally, they wanted it to be a tag team. You go back to, I think it was like uh, last Monday Night Raw. It was either this last one or two weeks ago. They put out that hip-hop, hey-hey hip-hop yeah. from John Morrison and uh, Miz. So that whole promo was already leading towards Bad Bunny and Damian Priest being yeah. a tag team. So if you watch the video, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny are both in the video. John Morrison and Miz are both in the video. Yeah. So, um, but John Morrison at that time had been reported that he had a knee injury. So maybe they cleared him for the knee injury. Um, if Damian Priest and Bad Bunny end up walking away, now if Bad Bunny ends up pinning the Miz, that's going to be <laughs> something to really talk about. Because, yeah. Um, that's, that would be really crazy. How about ladies champ? Well, let's talk about that for a minute. So let's talk about... The Raw's championship title. We'd be talking about Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Oscar, the current champion. So I have Oscar as even and Ripley as a minus dollar five. I think Rhea Ripley is going to walk away with the championship. And I say this why: Oscar has been awesome as a champion, and she's she's a really hard female wrestler to beat. I mean, she. In the past, I forgot how many days that she went undefeated in like yeah. NXT. It was like, it was a long time. And then, you know, some things happened with her and Charlotte Flair. So Charlotte Flair and her originally were going to do this match. Charlotte Flair came down with COVID-19, oh, stepped out of the match. And Rhea Ripley is going to set it 
step in. And the reason I think Rhea Ripley will walk away with the title is it's just I haven't seen Rhea Ripley because she came from NXT too. I really haven't seen her wrestle much, but the promos and stuff that I've seen her in, she's a pretty badass female wrestler. Yes, yeah, she is. So she's, um, I, I see her winning too because I think Asuka's got Asuka has got uh, kind of a fear right now. Because of what happened with uh, ba- uh, Raylor. Baszler, Baszler knocking her teeth out, kicking her teeth out. You know, because every time, yeah, because uh, 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 Monday night when I was watching her wrestle, she kept uh, she kept going and taking her her hand and putting it over her mouth. Oh, uh, that is you know, that's definitely something like that. to get over, and that's a pretty dramatic event oh, for yeah. if you're a male or female wrestler. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Believe no. me, I was I used to be a boxer and a martial artist. I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I, I think um, this match could be pretty interesting, but I, I do see Rhea Ripley walking away with it. So let's talk about the other female. So as you, um, we were talking last night a little bit, and you let me know that a couple matches that I are not showing up on the the thing yet. But so what happened is on Monday Night Raw, um, they did mention that this is going to happen. So. Nia Jack and Shayna Baszler are going to wrestle on night two. They're going to face the winners of what they're calling a women's tag team match, which is uh, they're calling it, I don't know what they're calling it. They're calling it a, basically a tornado match, I guess. So it's going to be Riot Squad, Naomi and Lana, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, Tamina and Natalia, and I don't know if they confirmed Camilla and Billy Kay yet, but if they haven't, they're probably going to be confirmed on SmackDown. So I'm going to tell you what odds I have on this. I put Riot Squad as even, Naomi and Lana as minus $1.05, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose at plus $1.25, Tamina and Natalia at a minus $1.50, and Camelia and Billy Kay at plus $2.25. Now, we kind of talked about this the other night, and this is why I think it's going to go Natalia and Tamina, because I think, I think that's where the, the storyline is kind of going. From what I've seen, because lately Tamina and Natalia have been coming out attacking uh, Bianca Belair, yeah. and they've also been involved in some other matches where Sasha Bank has come out. We'll talk about that match in, here in a minute. Um, or this is the other way it could go. A while back ago, Naomi and Lana teamed up, and they actually defeated Nia Jax and Baszler in a match. It was not for the title, but they did win the match. Yeah. So they do hold a win over the champions. Now, WWE, I think, could throw a twist in here. So I think how the match works is basically whatever team is eliminated and it keeps going, whoever's basically last team standing. I don't know if there's any rules or regulations in this match uh, with the women. But the two teams that I see coming out on top is either going to be Naomi and Lama, Lana, sorry, and uh, Tamika and Natalia. Those are the two teams that I see. How about you? I think I, I'm going for uh, Natalia and, and Tamika. Uh, but I'm kind of also kind of iffy there because knowing Tamika's background, she is a Samoan. And so is Nia Jack. Nia Jack is product of the Wild Samoans and 
all that. Uh -huh, background, yes. Yeah, and so is Tamika. You know, her dad, well, her dad was uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And I think bloodlines, you know, back in the background there, there was should a have point, a lot to do with this. There was a point at one time that Tamika and J uh, Nia Jax kind of teamed up. Uh-huh. A while back, though. So you're thinking, are you thinking maybe a total backstab from Nia Jax? Yeah. And her turning her back on her partner now, Cena Baszler? That or... or after that, after uh, uh, after Tamika and uh, uh, Natalia win, Natalia win, and they go to fighting in the ring, then the, the, the Tamika and Nia Jax look at each other and say, like that, you know, nod their head, and it's a nice whooping for both the other two girls, you know. So yeah, you're you're basically on the lines of thinking that a backstab from Tamika to Natalia, yeah, and a backstab to the other girl to Shayna Baszler, yeah, because that would be, <laughs> that would that would that would bring more people into watching wrestling again. Yeah, say, there's not been a lot of stories, and, and I, I tell you one thing, Lonnie, I, I know you're gonna love this because one of the thing one of my favorite wrestlers was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh hell yeah! And his line. <laughs> His line in the WWE was, do not trust anyone. And you know what? I know you're a big WWE fan too, so I, I, I think you'll agree with me on this. In the WWE, you really can't trust anyone. I mean, look how many tag teams are formed when they turn their backs on each other. I mean, one of the few tag teams I could say that has stuck together that I've not seen turn on each other has been the New Day. Yeah. Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi um, Kingston. Yeah. You know, but yeah. right now they're separated and doing their own things. But you know, look at look at recently on uh, I forgot the name of the group what they called it, but it was uh, with Ali Muhammad Ali or Ali Muhammad. Oh yeah, oh. Okay. And I forgot the name of his group. Yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah. Um, but they just broke up recently. They all turned their backs on. Maybe it. that's why, because they're not memorable. You know. Yeah, you and and you've seen. This in the past too. I mean, there. I mean, you could go down a hundred roads. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you could probably talk a thousand tag teams. Uh, Legion of Doom. Yeah. Way back. I mean, I don't think they, they turned, ever. They turned on Sting back in the UWF at one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they never turned on each other. Right. Never. So, but they were so there's been a few them. few tag teams in there that have never like backed. But for for the most part, Usos is maybe another one of them. And I want to talk about them a, a little while here, too. But, yeah, you have an interesting theory there. I do like that theory. That, um, but then again, Vince McMahon don't think like that. Well, he doesn't think like that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're throwing out possibilities yeah. here on what we, we think, think on what we think is going to happen at WWE WrestleMania. I used to role-play wrestling all the time and, and role-play WWE. And literally, some of the stuff that we were writing, I think WWE's writers were – copying off of us because they literally had good shows whenever they whenever we was whenever we I, was role playing i would agree with you I've, I've challenged wwe a thousand times you know i like adam pierce as the general manager right now i i will throw it out to vince mcmahon shane mcmahon triple h stephanie mcmahon whoever the corporate guys are out there i'm the outlaw michael thompson come let me be the general manager of raw and Monday night, SmackDown, see what happens, see if you get some fans, because I'll tell you what, I'll make some matches, all right, but you're not going to probably like what I do. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be all shook up. 
It's gonna be the outlaw way. The Marty will come with me too. We'll make the matches. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny Mac wouldn't like it because our, with our mentality, with my mentality, I wanted to go back to the old days. So we're gonna we're gonna move ahead a little bit. So Jackson, Shannon Baszler, they'll be wrestling on that night too. It's the women's tag team. Now, this is another kind of confusion for me, Lonnie. So there was three. There was a women's Raw tag team. Champions, right? Uh-huh. Then there was SmackDown, and then we had the WWE general women's yeah. titles. I haven't seen lately. I don't know about you. Have you seen like the the women's tag team match at all for Raw? Yeah. It hasn't been on any shows that I've noticed. I thought they uh, they were in- they they're the they're the ones that they created the. The one that was supposed to float around all between oh, okay. all the shows. Um, I call that the universal WWE Women's Universal yeah. Tag Team Titles. But there was a Raw and a SmackDown Women's Tag Team yeah, Champions too. That. I don't even know who the champions are I right now. I haven't seen either one of them. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about. So we don't know who Jackson Baszler are going to face. Let's just run down every team that would be possible that we could think of that would happen. So if they face the Riot Squad. Uh, which would be uh, oh I can't think of the Riot Squad's name right now. Oh, shoot, I can't think yeah, either I okay, you guys. So it's off my head. Sorry. <laughs> Let's just say I face the Riot Squad. So who do if if Shana and uh, Jacks face the Riot Squad, who would you favor there? Riot Squad. No, I uh, I'd have to say Nia Jack and I I think so too. I think you're down Cause, the right because Baszler's just. Oh my! She's she's a former cage fighter, and I think sometimes she actually didn't get too mixed up like uh, uh, what's her name uh, did you know the former world champion uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. All right. Well, let's say if they face uh, Naomi and Lana, who do you think they're? Well, Naomi is good. Lana, eh? She's. She's she plays like she's not no good. I think she's better than what she. I think Lana's got a little bit better at wrestling. I I never looked at Lana really as. I know she does wrestle, but I never really looked at her in that kind of way that she was wrestling. Now Naomi for sure is a really good female wrestler. Lana always because she used to come out there with uh, Rusev. Yeah, and then the whole thing with her and Bobby Lashley yeah. happened, and then Rusev left the WWE and. Anyway, long story short, but, but with the her, whole thing played out. With um, her, and, uh, with her, uh, I always looked at her as a sex symbol, you know, for for anybody that was seen with her. Like, you know, as a manager back in the day, you had brushes, right. you had yeah, and all them girls, you know. Yeah, and, I could kind of see that. Lana did try to like manage a little bit yeah. for Rusev, and then jumped over the Bobby Lashley for a little while. I I just. I know Lana can wrestle. Don't take me wrong. She's not a bad wrestler. Um, but I don't put her in the same category as Naomi for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think if they, if Naomi and Lana face, end up facing Jax and Baszler, if they win that match, then I think it's going to happen somehow like as an accidental thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, I don't know yeah, how. Baszler runs into uh, Nia right. Jackson. 
gets knocked down, and then Nia Jax gets knocked out. Right, they something like that. Yeah. yeah. So and then they win that. So let's talk about Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Now Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose also very good wrestlers. They, I would I would cool, actually man. I would actually put Dana Brooke I think has been highly overlooked for a long time. Uh, Mandy Rose I would also put up there as being overlooked. I didn't pick them to to move on just because I know how the WWE thinks. I I know how they like. We're talking about storylines and how the fans look at things. I don't think Dana Brooks, but they could be an underdog in Cinderella's story. But if they go up against Jax and Baszler, I just don't see it happening. Right. I I think they're both very talented. They're very talented wrestlers, but you hardly ever see any Mike Mike use with them. And I, you know, you'd hardly ever see. Uh, well, uh, well, to do with Nia Jackson then, but. But I, I hard, you hardly ever see any uh, mic work with them, and that's one of the main things of WWE. Yeah, you don't see – for sure you don't see Dana Brooke out there and Mandy Rose out there a lot. I, I would agree with you on that. So let's talk about the team that I think is going to end up in the finals facing them. It's going to be Tamika and Natalia, and I, I think they could do it. I do think Tamika, if, if your theory doesn't hold up and they, yeah. they work together as a team – I think Tamika and Natalia could walk away with the championship. And I, I think this would be good because Natalia, I, I think, has been overlooked for a while. She hasn't had a championship for a while. She hasn't had a singles championship for, I don't even know if she's ever been a champion, to be honest with you. Um, and I think this would, would be a good fresh start for the women's division, which was built way up and I think is kind of lacking right at the moment. So I, I, I would I really favor Tamika and Natalia if they end up facing Jackson Baszler. Oh yeah. So we'll talk right. about the last match. We'll talk about Carmella and Billy Kay. I don't. Again, Carmella. I give a lot of props to Carmella. She's done some really good matches with Sasha Banks. She's had some really good matches. She's a really good female wrestler. She really is. Billy Kay, however, um, used to be part. Uh, with Peyton Manning of the Iconics. They did hold the titles for a while, but I don't look as Billy Kay as much of a wrestler, kind of like what I'm saying about Lana. Because Billy Kay, I've not really seen her in any matches. Yeah. I haven't seen her be wrestling. I haven't seen her in the ring. So she's been coming out, handing out these flyers, doing this little act. Iconics, yeah, Iconics <coughs> broke good. She's been more of a comedy act. You know? Yeah, I, I just don't see her... I don't see this team moving on. Now, if Carmella was tag-teaming maybe with Naomi, that would be, that, that would be interesting. Or, or Carmella was tagging maybe with Natalia or maybe with Tamika. I, w- I would see that going a little bit further, but that's What surprises not. me is that Carmella ain't got a world title match with uh, Sasha Banks. She, uh, she has been attacking her quite a bit, you know. Now, there's been a little bit of back and forth on that. Like I, you said, it's kind of hard to talk about because there's not been a lot of storylines like you said. So we're going to kind of move on and get the show rolling. And uh, we're going to talk about the men's tag team match. Now, this match has not been official. I think it probably will be made official on SmackDown on Friday. 
um, before WrestleMania, but I think we're going to end up seeing Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits. I would put uh, the Profits at even and Roode and Ziggler as a small favorite as a minus $1.10. I would like to see the Street Profits back as the champions. I just think they're fun champions. They're entertaining. They're fun to watch on TV. They're, they play to the crowd. Uh, on top of that, they're good wrestlers. And, you know, it, it, I would just like to see them back in the back in the mix, back on the screen as the champions. What yeah. do you think, Lonnie? I think um, I, I, I like the Street Profits. They're like you said, they're entertaining. They uh, they they keep you laughing, or they keep you you know they they keep you excited to watch them wrestle. Those guys fly through the air quite a bit. That one dude, man, he just jumped way up there in the air and comes down. On I think you're talking people. about Montel. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's awesome. I mean, and the other guy, he's he's a big guy. Out yeah, and he, that kind of reminded me of that uh, other uh, team of guys. Uh, they used to say, "Mo money, mo money, mo money." You know, I can't think of who you're thinking of. Yeah, I'll forget it. But they remind me. Mo money, mo money. That's kind of funny. Well, we're not going to spend a lot of time on that match just because it is not an official yeah. match right now. But if it is, that is my pick. So the next match I want to really talk about, um, let's talk about this one. That This match has been building up these two matches. Well, let's talk about this one first. Let's talk about Riddle and Sheamus for the U.S. Championship match. I have Riddle at plus $3 and Sheamus at $5.25 as the favorite. I think Sheamus just destroys Riddle. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had a match this backwater, and Sheamus... Looked like he was having a little bit of a hard time with Riddle. Maybe I'm underestimating Riddle, but don't get me wrong. I was a surfer in California. I love the whole surfer persona of Riddle. Love the whole laid back bro dude. Let's talk like a surfer dude. I'm kind of tired of it though. Yeah. Um. I just don't see. It. I see Sheamus as the U.S. champion. I. But you never know. There may be another David and Goliath thing where. The, the little guy takes on the big monstrous mayonnaise dude, you know, and, and get in. Uh, the mayonnaise dude gets his ass handed to him, you know. Well, I don't know. Those guys really aren't David and Goliath, they went, but they're, they're pretty good, even size. I mean, yeah. there's not really that much weight difference or size difference in Riddle and Sheamus. Yeah. There is a big, huge difference in how they wrestle, though. Yeah. Sheamus, Sheamus, is, Sheamus is more of a hardcore, let's get bro kick. You know, and Riddle, he has shown some skills as more of a technical wrestler, yeah. pin you on the mat, submission kind of guy. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of a cage fighter also. So you, you can be right. Riddle could pull it out, but I, I'm pulling for Sheamus as the yeah. U.S. champion. I look for him to win, but, you know, you, you never know. It might be a David, David and Goliath thing. And you never know with the WWE, with, like we say, you know, they – they could change it in a minute, you know. All right, well, so let's talk about this match, which I think <laughs> I don't even want to spend a whole lot of time on this match either. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I have Owens <laughs> at minus $1.05, Sami Zayn at plus $1.25. Now, I think this. I think Kevin Owens deserved a better match, to be real honest yes. with you. Uh, Kevin Owens just fought Roman Reigns a little while ago in this whole sun. almost beat Roman Reigns. In a no disqualification match. Matter of fact, he would have won if Roman Reigns hadn't cheated and knocked out the referee because he was handcuffed to the floor and almost got pinned, counted out. 
that he managed to knock the referee out, and Kevin up Kevin Owens ended up losing. I thought they ended that way too soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they're not giving Kevin Owens a better shot at a better title, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a huge long history. I don't know. If, I'm sure you know as you follow. Long time ago, they teamed up. Yeah. Sami Zayn turned on Kevin Owens. Blah 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 blah. Down the road. Now Sami Zayn also this Friday on SmackDown and at WrestleMania has invited a person named Paul Logan. Yeah. Now Paul Logan, if you guys want to look him up, I haven't included him in any odds. I don't know if he'll have any effect on this match. Possibility. Who knows? Maybe I need to throw that in there. Um, but I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will it be a good match. Yeah, these guys know how to throw it throw it down. Um, I just think it's overdone. Yeah. I look for. I, I think Kevin Owens will walk away with the victory. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. I, actually, I'm not a big fan of Sami Zayn's. I do. I, I like Kevin Owens a lot better. Even whenever he was a heel, I liked him a whole lot better. But now, like as he's balanced as a heel, heel babyface. I like him a lot better at this act right here. I, I like him a lot, too. I would like to see a lot more from Kevin Owens. So we're going to talk about the Intercontinental match. We're going to talk about Big E and Apollo Crews. I've got Big E as even, and I think Crews at minus $1.25. I'm going to say Apollo Crews beats Big E and walks away the IC champion. Now, in the past couple matches, it's been a toss-up, and Big E ended up Pinning Apollo Crews in a small package. In the last match, we ended up in a disqualification. Um, I will go on record and say I don't really like the new persona for Apollo Crews. Uh, but it seems to be working well for him. He's turned heel. Yeah. He's, he's gone to his, his, his supposed roots. Um, if it is his true background, his true nature, and he's going with that, awesome. I, I just like I kind of like Apollo Crews the other way. Or he was more, I don't know. I, I just, he plays the heel really well, though. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, I think if Apollo Crews does what he did in the past two matches to Big E, and that's flip him over doing that German surplus with all those muscles and that power, I think Apollo Crews walks out of there with the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. But I, I, I've seen Big E in, in person one night. I went to a, a live match here in town. And Big E's arms were bigger than my leg. And I no, was Big like, E has a lot of power, I too. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't believe Because on TV, he doesn't look all that big in his arms. But, man, his arms are as big as my leg. And my legs are too thin around. I mean, Do you think Big E will yeah, retain? I think Big E will retain. All right. Retain. Well, we have a difference well, there, yeah, so we'll have to see who yeah, wins there. Yeah, a flip of the corner <laughs> right there, yeah. All right, so let's talk about this match. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. This is kind of this has been kind of an interesting match too. And by the way, on record, Seth Rollins, congratulations on your new baby, by the way, your engagement to uh, Becky Lynch. This was kind of funny. Um, I don't know if you noticed on Monday Night Raw, uh, when or no, it was on SmackDown. Sorry, um, when Seth Rollins came out and they put his portfolio up on the big screen, right? Uh-huh. And it says um, says what he did on the side. Well, on the bat, on the very bottom, it says engaged to Becky Lynch. Oh, I yeah. thought that was, I don't know if Rollins did that on purpose or if it was intentional from the yeah. crew, but I thought, you know, 
that was really cool of Seth Rollins, you know, just to, you know, they haven't hidden the big secret that him and Becky Lynch right, have a relationship yeah. that they just had a kid together. I just thought it was so awesome of Seth Rollins to acknowledge that he was engaged to right, Becky Lynch. Yeah. You know, but Seth Rollins, this is what I've got to say to you, buddy. Seth Rollins, dump the Messiah crap, all right? You're yeah, that's <laughs> getting old, and it's ticking a lot of people off, especially me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I loved you as Burn It Down. You had yeah. some awesome matches. I mean, you beat Brock Lesnar. You had some awesome, and awesome nobody matches. Nobody beats Brock Lesnar. I mean, he beat him. You know, you've had some. You had this awesome career, as way back in the Shield. I mean, you had some awesome matches throughout your career. I mean, you're you're an outstanding wrestler. This Messiah personality is not you, buddy. I mean, just take it from the outlaw Michael Thompson. Either go back to burn it down. You know what? Come out and say, you know what? Just come out to ring and say, you know what? I'm not doing this Messiah crap no more. I don't care what the WWE writers say. I don't care what Vince McMahon says. I don't care. Do do the CM Punk thing. Come out. This is what WWE wants me to do. This is what I want to do. WWE loses. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think yeah. Seth Rollins, you should be yourself. Yep. I mean, I liked you that way. I really do not exactly. like this persona on you. No, it's 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 it's, just, it's loony to me. It it kind of makes him makes him into like a. Uh, something fake, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think it fits him. Right. Anyway, um, I have Cesaro as even and Rollins as a dog at plus a dollar five. So I'm gonna go on record here. I'm gonna put. The, I'm gonna add this onto my odds block, which I should put on there. So last time Cesaro swung Rollins 22 times, it was a record. <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna put an odds thing on there over or under 22 times. What do you think, Lonnie? Uh, if he even gets there. He'll get there. I think he'll be, be 32 times. 32? Yeah, so you think he'll be over? Yeah. I, I think Cesaro gets But I think what he ought to do is let him go at the, at the end of the, when, when he gets higher, when he beats that record. Let him go and let him fly through the ring to teach him a lesson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think Rollins has really gotten under Cesaro's skin a little bit. Cesaro has been, he's been on a roll too. You know, him and Sheamus had a, a tag team for a long oh, time. They were on top titles. They were uh, awesome together. I just, I Cesaro is a really good. He's a tough guy. I mean, yeah. I don't want one of those uppercuts from him. I don't know about yeah. you, but you know, and as far as the swing, I really don't want to be in the swing either. But, oh no, no, no. But I think in this match, I think Cesaro beats Seth Rollins. I think Seth has just made Cesaro mad enough and angry enough, and I think Cesaro walks away with the win. I think, like you, I think Seth Rollins is going to end up in the swing again. And I think it's going to be more than 22 oh, times. Yeah. So let's get to the steel cage match with Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. <laughs> so McMahon I have is an even and Strowman at plus $1.05. I'm gonna, a lot of people are going to be like, you're putting Strowman as the underdog. I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this. I think Braun Strowman any day of the week could beat Shane McMahon in a match. Okay? Yes. Shane can wrestle, though. You know, he, he's been in there. Some good matches too, but I think Shane's probably bit off more than too. Now this whole thing with Braun, too. I, I go on record. I don't know why Shane's gone down this path because if I were Braun, I'd be like, you know, hey, this is obvious job harassment. You know, yeah. you know all this. I mean, he could have sued Shane for millions of dollars if he really wanted to. I mean, 
Oh, well, yeah. recorded live on TV. I realize it's just a storyline, but right. I mean, you know, in real life, you can't do things like this. Right. You know, so this is this is my thing. So the whole storyline now is built Strowman in a steel cage match. Now on the chain has bring, been bringing out uh, Elias. I think I forget the other guy's Elias name. Elias is the manager. Yeah, yeah uh, whatever the other wrestler yeah. is with uh, Elias. And they just lost a, a handicap match with Braun, Braun Strowman this, this last Monday. So the reason that I'm putting Braun Strowman, I, I think Braun could beat Shane. I really do. But Shane is Shane McMahon. Right. McMahon. I want you guys to think McMahon. Yeah. Okay. Shane can do all kinds of things in this match. He can change the rules. And he, he can he add things. Him know that Monday, I am... <laughs> A big man. I am Shane McMahon. I, I honestly think Shane is going to do whatever Shane needs to do to win this match. Exactly. I think if that means bringing in Elias, if that means if he brings in the other guy, that means bringing in other people, that means cheating, that means whatever. You know, I, I think Shane walks away with the win. I, I hate to say this to Braun. With you, what do you think it is? Over the top or? Through the door. I I don't think Shane will go over the top. I think he'll walk out the door. Um, he might climb to the top, though. Shane has been known to go to the top and yeah. jump out. He you know, flies. And he flies. So <laughs> he maybe a top. The, he flew off the hell on sale. If Braun does pull out the win, it only because he catches Shane and manages to power slam him right in the middle of the ring. And then it'll be one, two, three, over. Oh, yeah. But I just think. Braun Strowman really hasn't thought this out. I mean, if I was Braun Strowman and I was challenging Shane McMahon, I would be in my mind preparing for everything that I thought a Shane McMahon could do as being my boss and being able to change all this stuff. Yeah. You know, for his conditions, he didn't really lay down very many conditions. Shane told me he could have any match he wanted. So, I mean, I think I was Braun. I would say, hey, we're going to go steel cage, no interference, no this, no that. You know, me and you in the cage, that's it. Anything else, you lose. Right. You know, but he left the door wide open for Shane McMahon to use anything like a weapon like he did last time, the camera. Yeah. You know, Shane could pile stuff under the ring. You know, Braun Strowman, in my opinion, can probably beat anybody on the roster any given day. But... They haven't used Braun very well either because yeah. you know he he really he lost to Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and you know they underrated him. They underrated went, him. He went from number one to underrated. He's, he's been put on this back burner kind of, and I I just see Shane McMahon winning the match. And, the, and if you look at it the way WWE's done it in the past, people like George the Animal Steel or Andre the Giant was a uh, champion only probably once in his life. There's nobody could ever beat him. But they didn't. And uh, look, uh, Undertaker, until he was the biker dude, uh, he never held a champion hardly. Uh, uh, Kane, uh, he, he held it one time. And then a month, about a week or two later, they took it away from him because he didn't fit what they wanted to see. So, while you're basically, while well, you're. Your theory is that WWE doesn't like the persona that Braun's doing. Right. They want him to do a different Braun has persona. that hardcore uh, mountain man type. 
persona. Yeah, I like his persona, but Braun Strowman, I hope you win, but I, I'm not going to give you a favorite. So let's talk about this match, and then we'll get to our final match, which will be for uh, Universal Championship. Let's talk about this match real fast. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. The Fiend I have put as a minus $3 favorite, and Orton as plus $1.25. And this whole, this is actually one storyline that I don't like, to be real honest with you. I have not liked the whole satanic, satanic side of this story. Satanic. Yeah, that, that is a good way to put it. I think WWE needs to drop this. So in a way, I kind of hope that Randy Orton does win and does put an end to it. And that WWE just drops this uh, persona of the fiend. But I don't think they're going to because, right. unfortunately, the fans like it. Now the thing, the thing they need to do is they they can keep the thing, they can keep the feed. That's fine. Keep the feed, but take away the the uh, pentagrams and uh, everything like that. Because even though he's evil, the pentagram is a very powerful tool of Satan, and we don't need little kids thinking that that's a, a good good item. No, no, I, I agree with you there, and. Uh, so I, I kind of see this whole thing, and originally I thought maybe they would make it a, another Firefly match, or, but no stipulations or anything has been added to the match that I'm aware of. Um, so I, I, I look, I, I kind of hope Randy Orton does win, but I think The Fiend's going to come out on top. My, my question is, okay, so this whole Randy Orton and The Fiend is way back. I mean, if you guys know the story here, Randy Orton – came in as when Bray Wyatt was with the Wyatt family. He was in the Wyatt family for a while, turned on the Wyatt family there, burned down Sister yeah. Abigail, <clears throat> took the WWE championship at the time where Bray Wyatt yeah. held away from him. Uh, and then they restarted this whole saga with Randy Orton and The Fiend again. Right. My question is, okay, the Fiend. let's say The Fiend does win this match against Orton. Where do you take The Fiend after that? Right. I don't know. It's, you know, it, I mean, he, he, he already had the title twice before he was set on fire. Yeah. I mean, where, who does The Fiend go after now? But, but The Fiend was by himself the whole, before he was even with the storyline with Randy Orton. Right. You know, but and, what I'm saying is that was, if The Fiend he does. Had, he had Firefly, the Firefly Right. I, I then, you know what, I honestly liked Bray Wyatt better as when he, I, I I liked it better when he came out with the lantern. He came yeah. out that way. I, I liked him better that way. Kind of like a Louisiana, like the Louisiana. Right. I I mean, uh, I, 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 he had that little Sister Abigail thing yeah. going and stuff. You're, you're talking about the evil part of it and stuff yeah. like that. But it was played off to enough that you could kind of ignore that part. Right, yeah. You know? I, I didn't mind and that. You know, I didn't mind The that. other thing is, maybe we could do a 180 flip on Bray Wyatt. And just bring him all the way around and go from the evil to the good guy. I, I just Bray Wyatt's road down this fiend and WWE's creativity with it. I don't so much like you said. I don't really have a problem with the fiend itself yeah. as a character. But my question would be: Let's say he does defeat Randy Orton, like I said. Let's say him he wins this match. What does the fiend do after that? Is he going to do something at WrestleMania? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is, is something going to happen? Yeah. I mean, is something going to explode with the Fiend? That you're, the fans are just going to be like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. 
You know, and but, then who does the fiend go after that? If you look at it, Bray Wyatt's brother is a heel, uh, and his father played the best, one of the best heels in the world, Mike Rotundo. Yeah, I, I don't have him a problem playing the heel yeah. part of it. But he's my, playing, uh, my question, and he my, plays his, but he does play his part. Perfect. Yeah, he plays his part perfect. And like I said, I don't, in, in a sense, as far as the fiend as a character on TV, I don't mind. Right. Um, like you, what I don't like is I don't like the pentagrams. I don't like the satanic part of it. I don't like Alexa Bliss coming out there doing the Jack the Box and this Devil's Box. Um, I just think that is overboard, and I'm really surprised that WWE has even allowed it to go that far. And USA Network is allowed to go it that yes. far. I'm really surprised that Peacock has not said something about it. Um, I, and I think, I think it. I, like I said, where do you go from here? Right. I mean, you, you've built it into this character for the Fiend. And like I said, he beat. let's say he beats Randy Orton at, at WrestleMania. What next? Yeah. Where do you go with it? Well, you Where know, the after, the, after the Fiend got burnt and was gone for a while, you know, I didn't care if he came back or not, you know. And that, it, 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 he's forgettable. That's the right. thing. WWE is not bringing in anything rememberable. You know, yeah, and, and I would for, agree as for lack of words, if you can't remember the person, it ain't worth it. I mean, before he was a fiend, you could he was a household word. Yeah, Bray Wyatt, man, Bray Wyatt. Did you hear what Bray Wyatt did last night? Right. And look at all these lights. You know, these people striking their lighters, and flashlights, and stuff. Yeah. Right. You're talking about fan participation. Yeah. Well, we've almost hit the one hour mark, so let's. Talk about the last match, WWE Championship match. Ju oh, I'm sorry, Roman. So this was made a triple threat match: Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think Roman Reigns walks away with it. I think Daniel Bryan is going to walk away with the championship. You know, everything points to to uh, Roman Reigns beating everybody. But the thing is, my boy Edge, he's got a he's, he, he had a look in his eyes the other night. I haven't seen him in the wrestler in a long time. And that is he he's dangerous. I mean he he's I think he's even more hungry than Bobby Bobby Lashley and uh uh, uh McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Because if you looked at him the other night, he just took chairs to everybody. I mean yeah, I, the problem I have with the triple threat match is number one, no rules, no disqualifications. Right. So I'm going to propose something to you. So we already know Jay Uso's out there, but we haven't seen Jimmy Uso in a while. Jimmy Uso has been injured for a while, and the Uso brothers have been out for a while. And I've heard that he's supposed to be coming back. And so I wonder, just wonder if you will see both the Uso brothers interfere in that match. Now, I do agree with you on Edge. And the reason why I'm, I'm kind of – Leaning towards Daniel Bryan, though, is because I'm a. I sent a message to Seth Rollins, so I'm gonna send a message to Roman Reigns as well. So Roman from the Outlaw Michael Thompson, personally, I don't like your persona either. Um, back when you were the big dog and you were going around, I saw him wrestle in Reno, Nevada. It was a great match. And he played to the crowd. He's up there playing to the crowd and everything. 
Now when he walks in the arena, what do you get? Booze. Yelling at. I mean, I realize Roman Reigns, yeah, you want to play the heel. I'm sorry. I don't think Roman Reigns is a heel. No. I don't think he plays it well. They could have played into his Samoan heritage, which is right. true. Um, they could have played into this whole thing, but they didn't have to have him go down this road. Yeah. I'm the head of the table.